In today's episode of the Optimal CEO Podcast, I'll be giving you an update on my upcoming book that's going to be out in about three months. I've been getting a lot of questions about it lately, and I want to do an update just to kind of let everybody know where we are and start kind of going through some of the framework of the book and letting you know what to expect when the book comes out. So stay tuned to find out more. Here at the Optimal CEO Podcast, we help CEO entrepreneurs who love taking ownership of their wellness journey because they know it's their most prized investment. And when their state of wellness is at its peak, their income soars. We want to help relieve CEO entrepreneurs from the pressure of unnecessary health exposure so they can be highly focused on growing their business and physically optimized for the journey so they can enjoy getting there. Hi, I'm Dr. Brian Brown, and I'd like to personally welcome you to today's podcast episode. Thank you for joining me. So in today's podcast episode, I'm going to be answering the big question, when is your book coming out? I've been working on this book for about a year now. Uh, I did not realize that the editorial process, the proofreading process, the print layout design process was as tedious as it was, but apparently it is. And other authors that I've spoken with say it's just a normal part of the process. I had actually promised that the book was going to be out the 1st of 2019. Then we had to modify that and change it to the spring of 2019. And it ended up being the fall of 2019. It looks like it's going to be closer to the end of 2019, 1st of 2020. I'm a fatal optimist, so you can blame me for those date faux pas. But anyway, it is coming. We've just finished the proofreading portion of the book which comes after the editing. Two different people have to do that for various reasons. But anyway, just got the uh, final proofread back. I've got to make a few approvals. And after that, we're done with that, with that part. So what I want to do today is I want to talk to you about some of the upcoming uh, segments in the book. One specifically in chapter four is called Boxes and Life Outside of Them. Now, you may be thinking, uh, what kind of boxes are you talking about? Well, the bottom line is everybody lives in a box of some kind. I'd be willing to bet my last dollar that you're in at least one box right now. And some of those boxes are good. They're to protect us. They're healthy boundaries. Some of them are can be uncomfortable and draining and so on and so forth. Well, the reason I put this chapter in the book is there's a lot that we don't realize goes on behind the scenes when it comes to the broken medical system that we're in. And, and you hear me talk a lot about the broken medical system. I don't want to bash the medical system. I was trained in that medical system. I still use my training from that every single day. And that's why I say I do integrated practice in that I do things that are complementary to Western medicine. Now, I don't necessarily always do Western medicine type of prescribing. I, I tend to prescribe more holistic, natural things now. I tend to diagnose at the root cause and, and so on and so forth. But that was that's outside the box. Inside the box is, is doing everything uh, very regimented. Not that integrative medicine is not regimented, it is. Uh, but it allows for flexibility and that the person that you're dealing with is very unique and each person has their own 
set of issues that they deal with. I always tell people internally, your chemical makeup, your emotional makeup, your personality makeup, your genetic makeup is as unique as your own fingerprint. And we have to custom tailor medical care or wellness care to that. So I'll give you an example of one of the inside the box type issues that we deal with today. Prostate cancer treatment dates back to 1941. And if you've been listening to my podcast any length of time, you've heard me talk about this particular issue. But that is an inside the box issue in that we're still dependent upon a very unsensitive, unspecific test called a biopsy, a punch biopsy, when in reality, uh, American Urological Association said several years ago that we need to be doing MRIs on men with uh, questionable prostate uh, issues. And very few people do that this day. Uh, they, they will do it when uh, there's a diagnosis of cancer, they get a punch biopsy back, but they don't necessarily do it instead of a punch biopsy. And there are various reasons for that that I won't get into that I've talked about on other podcast episodes. That's just one of the inside the box type issues that we're dealing with in the current medical system. Yet an outside the box measure is the Tesla three imaging of the prostate and the Tesla three guided needle biopsy and laser ablation. Nobody talks about this uh, because there are very few centers in the United States that actually do this. One that we've been working with for years now is in, in California, Northern California, and they are actually the pioneers that brought it to the United States. They were working out of the country, actually doing surgeries, doing these surgeries out of the country before they were FDA approved or allowed to do them in the United States. And so that's one outside the box versus inside the box type of thinking. Another is polycystic ovary syndrome, which affects women. Now, in the United States, we just recently raised our numbers two years ago from 2% to 5% of all women of childbearing age have polycystic ovary syndrome. Well, the problem with that is, is, is we use the wrong criteria. Our criteria here in the United States are driven by pharmaceutical companies. And because of that, our criteria for that are horrible because there's no magic pill, quote unquote, to treat that. Um when you look at the European criteria, which is what the rest of the world uses, and I'm talking about Asia, Latin America, all of Europe, uh, they're using the European criteria for PCOS. Uh, we capture about 30 to 35% of women of childbearing age have PCOS. Now, why is this important? Well, it's important because if PCOS is left unchecked, undiagnosed, then a female is more predisposed or prone to having type 2 diabetes. And if they're predisposed to having type 2 diabetes, they're automatically predisposed to having Alzheimer's, heart attack risk uh, go up, cerebrovascular risk go up, or vascular type dementia issues or stroke. So the consequences of staying inside the box and not coming up to the 21st century are detrimental. And that's what I wanted to talk about today. This is something that I think it's not going to change until people start standing up and taking a position that they want to bring this to light, that they're tired of it. And I think that's beginning to happen. I think what I see, uh, having done functional and integrative medicine for the past 10 years, and I haven't built insurance for the past 10 years, I see more and more people interested in what we do. When I first started practicing this way 10 years ago, 
in West Tennessee, which is typically a very conservative, kind of good old boy network uh, type of place. And there's nothing wrong with it. I love the South. I've grown up in the South all my life. So um, I'm accustomed to uh, living in that environment. But 10 years ago, it was a hard sell to get somebody to say, okay, you can't bill your insurance because if I bill your insurance, I'm literally contracted to work for that insurance company. And I'm kind of an intermediary between the insurance company and you. And in fact, the insurance company can dictate what I can and can't do for for your health care. And I just didn't like that. Uh, to me, it didn't set well. And And when I would have people come in and question, why don't you take insurance? Well, because ethically, if I do what I'm supposed to do, and this is one of those outside the box things in a good way, we need to think in this way. Ethically, if I bill insurance for a one hour visit, then I'm probably going to have to lie on the diagnosis. I'm going to have to lie on the coding that I put down to bill the insurance because there's so many hoops that the insurance company makes you jump through. But one they really don't give you time for is a one-hour visit, and all of my visits are one-hour visits. So when I looked at switching to this model, I was like, I can't ethically do that. So I just didn't do it. And I built my practice slowly, and I built it by word of mouth. And the next thing you know, we've got this waiting list. And, and I, think, I think that's a telltale sign that people are fed up with the medical system. I hear stories all the time from clients that come in, they'll say, you know, I just don't want to go down the road that my parents or my grandparents went down. Um, And I get that. They want to be healthier. People are living longer, but the quality of life doesn't match the length of time that they're living. And, And what I'm hearing and reading between the lines as a medical professional, as a wellness professional, is that I want to live longer, but I want to live healthy and longer. I want to have good quality of life. I want to be able to enjoy those years. And those are things that are going to going to require some outside the box thinking instead of inside the box thinking. The problem with that is inside the box thinking, as far as the medical community is concerned, is very slow to change. I mean, you know, they say new technology takes about 20 years to trickle into a mainstream practice. That's not true. I mean, Look at the example I gave you when I first started the podcast episode, prostate cancer. Treatment dates back to 1941. I mean, laser ablation in some form or fashion, whether it be for one type of cancer or another, has been around for a long time. Been around over 20 years. And we're just now going into this place to where it's starting to be used in the medical community, but it's still considered the black sheep. It's still considered something that's very odd. And the thing is, insurance companies typically don't pay for them. I actually had my first client that billed or sent the the bill from that procedure to the insurance company and got about a 40% reimbursement. That's a first. In fact, the laser ablation center in California said that that was only the second time they've ever seen that happen. So I'm hoping this means that a wave of change is coming Insurance companies are starting to recognize that, listen, if we invest in these procedures that are life-altering, life-changing for the positive, maybe we won't have to pay for this person's medications for the rest of their life or incontinence products for the rest of their life or catheter products for the rest of their life. And they look at the total cost. Yeah, the upfront cost may be a little bit more expensive, but the total cost in the long haul is cheaper. 
And so those are things that we have to be discussing when we're talking about outside the box thinking. Over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to go through uh, some of the boxes that people get put in when it comes to feeling better. The title of the book is that's coming out in a few months is Happiness Hijackers. Now, I talk specifically to the heart of those things that rob you of your happiness, that hijack your happiness in midlife and beyond. And when I say midlife, I mean 35 years of age and up. There's good physiological reason for saying that a person 35 years and older could be considered midlife. And, and, and it's from a physiological or a chemical standpoint in that starting around age 30, for guys, we get about a 1% to 2% decline per year in hormone conversion or output. And then around age 35 for women, they start that same process. So that's why I say 35 and up. But the bottom line is Happiness Hijackers is going to reveal all of the things related to bioidentical hormone replacement. And when I say bioidentical hormone replacement, I'm talking about vitamin D and DHEA, testosterone, estrogen, progesterone, and I'm speaking to both men and women. It's not just uh, all men that I'm speaking to or all women that I'm speaking to. Women need testosterone as well. And I talk about that in the book because that's one of the boxes we get put into, I think, sometimes women are are led to believe that they don't need that's a male hormone you don't need that absolutely you need it significantly need it you just need it in a lot lower doses or a lot lower blood levels than than guys do so as i'm saying in the coming weeks i'm going to be going through some of the boxes that we get put in and what you can do to overcome those boxes so stay tuned as we we talk more about that i definitely am excited about uh, you starting to hear more about the book as we're approaching this three-month mark before launch. Um, if you're if you're interested in learning more about the book, I'm actually going to be doing a promotion. If iTunes will still allow me to do it, which we so far right now today, they're on board with this, where if you subscribe to the pre-launch email list, you're going to get access to a Facebook group where three months before the book launches, I'm going to be doing some excerpt reading from the book. I'm going to be doing some Q&A and I'm going to be doing this live via Facebook Live in a private Facebook group. So, and in addition to that, when I was talking about iTunes allowing us to do this, I'm going to actually be able to give you for 24 hours after the book launches, I'm going to be able to give you a free Kindle version download of the book. And that's just something I want to do to pay it forward into the community, because I believe that we as a people, as health consumers, have had our voices stolen from us. We've been confined into these boxes, and I want this information to be out there so that we can move forward and start developing our voice. And the way we start developing our our voice is through knowledge and wisdom. So that's why I'm going to do that for 24 hours. I will allow free downloads from the, the Amazon store and a Kindle version. Uh, the print version will not be free, but the Kindle version will be free for 24 hours. So if you're interested in that, go to www.briangbrown.com forward slash book. Again, that's www.briangbrown.com forward slash book. And you'll find out more details about that. If you're interested in, in working with me one-on-one, I have not accepted new clients since December of 2018. And if you're a CEO, an entrepreneur, 
or an influencer, high-level influencer. Those are the clients that I'm working with at this point, and I've reopened enrollment. It is by application. So if you're interested in that, go to BrianGBrown.com. And at the top of the page, you'll see a link there that says work with Dr. B. And just click on that link, follow the prompts, and it'll carry you through the process of filling out the application. And anyway, so that's all for today. Next time, as I said, I'm going to be sharing with you exactly some of the boxes that we're put into when it comes to aging and preventive aging, not anti-aging, but preventive aging. And I'll explain more about that later. So that's all for today. Until next time, this was Dr. Brian Brown, the Optimal CEO, signing off. I hope you have an optimal day. Here at the Optimal CEO Podcast, we help CEO entrepreneurs who love taking ownership of their wellness journey because they know it's their most prized investment. And when their state of wellness is at its peak, their income soars. We want to help relieve CEO entrepreneurs from the pressure of unnecessary health exposure so they can be highly focused on growing their business and physically optimized for the journey so they can enjoy getting there.